Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone, Believe Podcast, the network for professionals. Uh, obviously, uh, huge news coming out of Chapel Hill on Thursday that Roy Williams uh, had uh, you know, decided to uh, decided to retire. And joining me to, to discuss that topic, uh, David Glenn, uh, formerly of the David Glenn Show of ACCSports.com and The Athletic. Uh, so, David, I, I mean, when I woke up Thursday morning and I saw on Twitter this announcement from Carolina, I, my immediate reaction realizing it was April the 1st was, this is, yeah. this is April Fool's. There, there's no way this can be real. I get it, and I think a lot of people <laughs> felt that way. When it came from the official UNC account, rather than maybe somebody who covers the Tar Heels and might have a different sense of humor, uh, I put a lot more weight on it, as most people did. And here we are. You know, Roy Williams had his press conference, and Bubba Cunningham, the UNC athletic director, had his press conference. And one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time has decided to step away at 70 years old, even in an era where Jim Beheim of Syracuse is still going at 76, and Mike Krzyzewski of Duke is still going at 74. I knew Roy Williams was not going to be one of those guys who ended up coaching at 75 or older. But I, I certainly didn't know that he was going to choose April 1st 2021 uh, to make that decision. I, I thought it would come in the next few years, but I didn't realize it was going to be this year. Yeah, I think that was my biggest shock, especially with like you know Caleb Love had already said he was coming back. Uh, it, it seemed like you know they were they were going to have a pretty good team next year again uh, with the guys they had coming back and also some of the freshmen that he had coming in. So that's what what really shocked me. I, also, I, I thought it, I thought it was a hard press conference to watch at times because he man I, I never realized how hard he was on himself for a guy that you know for a guy that won three national championships for him to yeah. sit there and say that he's not the right man for the job anymore like I, I just I, I couldn't believe it the first time he said that well I've known the guy for over 30 years and you've probably heard we just live in a cynical world and there are a lot of people not just toward Roy Williams but toward just about anybody they wonder whether somebody is authentic and genuine or whether, you know, the, the Roy Williams haters will say that it's just an all shucks, dead gum, deputy dog type act that he puts on. And it's just not. And the guy is universally respected by those who know him well. And the outsiders may take their sort of skeptical or cynical, lazy cheap shots, but the people who know him. I mean, Mike Krzyzewski doesn't put out the statement that he put out later Thursday calling Roy Williams one of the greatest coaches in the history of college basketball if there is not an underlying respect for Roy Williams as both a person and a coach. Uh, but Mike Krzyzewski did that. And the overwhelming majority of Roy Williams' former players at Kansas and UNC all say the same thing, that he is authentic, he is real, he did have their best interests at heart, he was a father figure to many of them and will continue to be. Uh, when you're third on the all-time wins list and there are only three guys with more victories than you have, or more NCAA titles, rather, in the history of Division One men's basketball, John Wooden has 10, 
Mike Krzyzewski has five, Adolf Ruff has four, and then there's Roy tied with some others at, at three. Of course you're one of the best in the history yeah. of college basketball. And as a person, those who know uh, Roy Williams best uh, call him a Hall of Famer in a different way as well. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. I've never never quite understood the Roy, the Roy criticism over the last five years. I mean, the guy... In 18 years, he won more championships than Dean Smith did. Uh, I mean, I mean that's that should that should say it all in itself. But somehow, you know, there, there were, like you said, a faction of people that always seem to have something negative to say about him uh, for for whatever reason. Um, I, I, I like that. It, it was really shocking to see how how hard he was on himself. But I mean, he he had you know, six examples pretty much of games this past season that he felt like he could have done something different, and he didn't. Um, or I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much stock that we necessarily put in that. I'm sure, I'm sure that he, he believes that. I'm not questioning that, but I, I, I'm not sure. I guess my thing is, he said he's not the best man for the job. I'm not sure there was anybody better for the job in those situations either. I agree with you on that, and I'll tell you this: having covered Roy Williams for over 30 years, just having covered a lot of press conferences where. In this case, you know, it's a huge fork in the road of life for Roy Williams, obviously. Generally speaking, most of these famous sports figures will not lie to you at a press conference, but they also will not tell you the full truth either. In other words, they're not saying anything they don't believe, but they're not saying everything that they believe either. So I don't doubt that Roy Williams, looking in the mirror, saw those half dozen examples where he should have or could have done a better job. I do think he's 70 years old. He loves to play golf. He loves to spend time with his grandchildren. He loves to travel a bit and see some of those world-famous golf courses the way he played at Augusta National in Georgia this week. I mean, who gets to do that? When you've had the health scares that he has had and the replaced joints that he has had, I can't imagine that there's not a part of him, even if he's self-critical about his coaching mistakes these last two seasons, I can't imagine that there's not a part of him saying, you know what, I'm, I'm 70 and through those health issues, healthy enough to travel and enjoy my grandchildren yeah. and play those rounds of golf. Whereas if you retire at 80, you know, I know there are some, 80-plus golfers out there, but you just don't have as much gas in the tank to enjoy those twilight years. So I'm sure it was a, le- a multi-layered cake that read- led Roy Williams to this ultimate decision. But I like the way you described it. You know, Maybe he was self-critical and stopped seeing himself as the best person for the UNC job. Well, guess what? Uh, there might not be anybody better for that job and if you look at his resume, he might have even had a better overall career than his own mentor and his own hero in the professional sense, Dean Smith, You know, the, the, whose, whose name is on the building, just as Roy Williams' name is now on the court at the Smith Center. Yeah, I, I've actually been on that train for a few years that I thought Roy had kind of surpassed Dean. I get why people still say Dean uh, over Roy, but I, 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 I've been on that train for a little bit. Uh, but you mentioned that it was kind of a multi-layered thing. Uh, how much do you think? And he kind of, he kind of referenced it. But I, I, you know, the changing of college basketball, uh, yeah. transfer portal, 
one and dones, uh, all, all you know, G League, everything that's kind of you know lightness. He mentioned that a couple times that he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even know what that is. I find yeah. that a little hard to believe. That might be the all shucks thing that you're talking about. Uh, but how, how much do you think that played a part? And he, he did mention Walker Kessler you know, specifically saying that that didn't have much to do with his decision. But how, mu- how much do you think that had to do with it? Well, this is what I mean by Roy Williams not lying to us at that press conference, but not going into every last detail either. There is anybody who knows Roy Williams knows this. There was a 0% chance that he was going to throw anyone under the bus yeah. at his own retirement press conference. Zero. And we don't know which players or fathers or you know families of players might have driven him crazy. We don't know which rules bothered him more than others. You're right. He did, in a very gentle way, say that the changing nature of modern college basketball, I believe he put it, confirmed his decision. Yeah. That now was the time to step away. So he was not going to say that that was the primary motive. Uh, but he was willing to admit, and I credit him for this, and he is a basically honest, good guy. He was That was his polite way of saying, yes, <laughs> the, the, the transfer culture. Uh, you have to keep this in mind, Ryan. A lot of people forget this. We can speculate as to what's in Roy Williams' mind right now. We don't need to speculate about certain views he has had in the past because he's told this story many times on my show and others. More than 20 years ago, he said that he was so frustrated by cheating coaches in college basketball and AAU coaches who had their hands out and were trying to play middlemen, often in a break-the-rules kind of way, He got tired of prima donna teenagers who weren't as good as they thought they were. He got tired of families who were, you know, playing their sons as if they were their lottery tickets rather than in a more loving, supportive way. He got tired of the uh, the ugly underbelly of recruiting and the ugly underbelly of college basketball. And what he told us uh, after it happened was that at the very end of the 1990s, as he is wondering... This is, remember, that's 20-plus years ago, before he even left Kansas for Carolina. He said if he had not come across three young men and their families, Kirk Heinrich and Drew Gooden and Nick Collison, who all won a whole lot of games at Kansas for Roy Williams and all became NBA lottery picks, if he had not been refreshed by those young men and their families and those recruiting processes, He might have retired 20 years ago or so. Uh, So these things have been on his radar for a long time. And that's why I say it's a multi-layered cake. You know, it came back like a boomerang, right? It's not like it's the first time he's tired of these things. It's just he's tired of them at 70 years old now. And he's tired of them after two disappointing seasons with the Tarians. Yeah, I think he also mentioned that, you know, he he told his wife he thought, he may have to go to the NBA. He was so fr- he mentioned that today actually that he was so frustrated with it uh, at that point. And then you know he he also mentioned you know his wife wanted him to retire after the 2009 championship. She definitely wanted him to retire after the 2017 <laughs> championship. Uh, so I guess you know that that kind of surprised me a little more that he didn't want to go out on a higher note. But I also understand after coming off the 14 and 19 train wreck of a year last year, they didn't want another year like that. Also. 
Yeah, and remember this. One of Roy Williams' favorite people in the history of the world was his late mentor, Dean Smith, who, of course, you know, Roy, was, Roy has not only those three NCAA title rings as a head coach, he has that other one from 1982 when he was assisting Dean Smith on that Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Sam Perkins national championship team, the first of two that Dean Smith got. After Coach Smith retired, I don't have the exact number in, in front of me, but I believe Coach Smith was 66, 67 years old. Roy Williams, of course, remained co close to Coach Smith in his retirement. And Coach Smith later said that he might have retired a little bit too early on yeah. retrospect. Yeah. So Roy Williams, of course, was going to have that in his mind as he did listen to his wife, Wanda, Remember, just the way Dean Smith really trusted his wife, Linnea, um, these, these are women who, um, you know, have backgrounds in education and psychology, etc. And I know Coach Smith trusted Linnea in many ways similar to how Coach Back into believe in Tobacco Row, we lost uh, lost David there for uh, for just a minute, but now uh, now back on the line with us. I mean, I know you you were mentioning you know how 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 trusted uh, a relationship you know both guys had with their uh, with their wives and how much how much of an impact they obviously had on them. Yeah, and two thousand nine was going to be way too early for Roy Williams, of course. But I, I wonder, in retrospect, if when Wanda asked him about twenty seventeen. You know, the big R word, retirement, might have been on his mind even if he wasn't ready at that point. And then in these last four years, you combine changing the nature of college basketball with a brutal season followed by a disappointing season. Uh, you know, maybe it just all added up to finally it being the right time to step away. That's, that certainly seems uh, seems like it was the, uh, was the case. Uh, obviously, there's been, you know, I've seen six to seven names floated for the job, but but I, I have a hard time believing that it comes from outside of the Carolina of outside of Royal Williams tree. So I mean, for for that fact, you're looking at you're looking mainly at I assume I he didn't say Steve Robinson was retiring, so I, he might might be in the mix, but a little old possibly, you know. But I think the main guys, you know, Hubert Davis. I honestly wouldn't have been shocked if they named Hubert, let Roy name Hubert today, but they didn't do that. Uh, Wes Miller, uh, Jared Haas, and then Jerry Stackhouse. Who do you, who do you think is the the right man to to fit it? I don't I don't know. Replace is not the right word because I think there's going to be growing pains yeah. no matter who it is. But who's the right man to to take that job? Well, if they stay in the family, and remember that job has been in the family for almost 60 years now, dating to when Dean Smith took the job as a former UNC assistant who was elevated when Frank McGuire left. 
Uh, from the early 60s to right now, it has stayed in the Carolina family. That has been mostly a good thing, but there was also the one time where there wasn't the natural, prominent, perfect fit from inside the family. They took a chance on young Matt Doherty, who had only one year of head coaching experience at that point. Yep. And, of course, that turned into the biggest train wreck in modern college, in modern UNC basketball history, and they had to make another change three years later when Roy Williams said yes that time uh, when he was still with the Kansas Jayhawks after saying no three years prior to that, which led to the hiring of Doherty. Uh, I, Bubba Cunningham said Thursday night that the preference is to keep it in the family, but they would not automatically limit it to that. But you mentioned the names there. Keep in mind, Hubert Davis has never been a head coach yep. unless you're willing to count the UNC junior varsity. I think that's a big, big question mark for him, as much as I like Hubert Davis personally. Um, Jerry Stackhouse is a beloved member of the family, but he has only a couple years in college coaching as a head coach, and and those have been struggling years at Vanderbilt. Uh, Jared Haas is a beloved member of Coach Williams' coaching tree. He has not kind of lit the world on fire at Stanford to this point. Wes Miller is only 38 years old. From the in-the-family list, Wes Miller makes the most sense to me personally. Three Southern Conference first-place finishes just in the last five years. Two, two NCAA trips at a school that doesn't go to the big dance very often. Yep. Uh, but is he, is he too young? That's a fair question. Um, so who knows? They might have a magical candidate from outside the family. I do know that Roy Williams is extremely close personally to Mark Few of Gonzaga who some say would never have any reason to leave Gonzaga, uh, but others say if he was going to leave for anywhere, it would be a place like the University of North Carolina uh, that Bubba Cunningham, I think, accurately described as, the, if not the best coach or coaching position in college basketball today, it's certainly one of the best. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. I think the one thing I'd want to be careful of about Carolina here is if you're going to choose somebody that isn't Wes Miller, I wouldn't want to to jilt that jilt that relationship going down the line because I think I think he is going to eventually be the right guy and he's you know he he's been mentored by Roy Williams he he's passed on some other big jobs to stay at UNCG uh, it, it seems it, it seems like to me that's the most logical step I mean I know it's huge shoes to fill it's a you know entirely different world from uh, from UNCG. Uh, but he does have the most, the most, uh, he's the most accomplished at this point. There's no question about that. Yeah, we do know this. Bubba Cunningham is a very smart guy. And there is no way on God's green earth that Bubba Cunningham waited until April 1st, 2021 to start brainstorming about Roy Williams' yeah. successor, right? So, of course, Roy Williams probably talked to Bubba Cunningham four years ago hey Wanda suggested I should step away now and I'm not going to but dot 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 so Bubba Cunningham has had this on his mind Bubba Cunningham knows that if he did a hundred other things right as UNC's athletic director but he botched the hire of Roy Williams successor he would be more remembered for the botch than he would for a hundred things he did correctly that's just the nature of this beast when you're the athletic director at UNC and you're in charge of that kind of uh, personnel change. So 
He's had a chance to observe outsiders. He, of course, has an existing relationship with all those UNC family members, yep. including Wes Miller. Um, and I'm sure he, I know this, I'm a, I'm a personal friend of Shaka Smart, who just left Texas for Marquette. Yep. He's, not a, he's not a candidate for Carolina, but you know what? Bubba Cunningham, years ago, went out of his way to meet Shaka Smart uh, to do a little recon, right? You just get to know a guy, um, even though you didn't have an opening. So that maybe years later, if you did have an opening, there would be a foundation to build upon rather than cold calling somebody. Now, again, Shock is not a candidate now. He just took the Marquette job near his hometown. But uh, he was the up-and-coming guy years ago, and Bubba Cunningham was smart enough to reach out and get to know him a little bit. So I'm sure Bubba has done that with another half-dozen people who might be outside the Carolina family. Uh, and I'm going to be fascinated to see which way they go because, like two decades ago, there is not a home run hire in the UNC family. I believe in West Miller, but taking a chance on somebody 38 years old is exactly that. It is a chance because winning in the ACC is a whole lot tougher and more complicated than winning in the Southern Conference. Yeah, no question about that. And uh, you mentioned the Shaka Smart thing. I, I, as a VCU alum, I, I remember that well uh, when they yeah. when they met with him and kind of you know it kind of looked like maybe in the future Shaka might end up being that guy. I don't think I don't think now is the time that that will happen. But it'll be interesting to see going forward. You know, if whoever they pick this time it doesn't work out, what could happen three or four years from now? Uh, one other thing I wanted to get to was some news that came out today that kind of. Might have got buried a little bit from seven miles down the street or so. Uh, DJ Stewart announced that he uh, was entering the uh, the NBA draft. Uh, your reaction to uh, to that news? I think it's just a reflection of the times, right? DJ Stewart is not viewed as a lottery pick. He is not viewed as a first-round NBA pick by most people I know. Uh, and the rule of thumb probably you know, 10 years ago, maybe even more recently – was if you weren't a first-round pick, you stayed in school for another year. Uh, because the way the salary structure works in the NBA, if you're the last pick of the first round, you're still guaranteed multiple millions of dollars. That's not a bad gig. Yep. Uh, if you're a second-rounder, you have to try to negotiate for guaranteed money. And if you, don't, if you don't get it and you get cut, well, guess what? Now you've lost your amateur status and you don't have a job in the NBA, so... You're headed overseas in most cases, or maybe to the G League nowadays. So, uh, you know, it's just the nature of college basketball. It's not only the no-brainer lottery picks who leave early now. A lot of these young men, they want to play for pay in in every sense of that. And DJ Stewart, you know, might make it in the NBA. He might not. But more and more often, these young guys are saying, all right, if I don't make it at the NBA level right away, I'll still find a six-figure paycheck somewhere in the world to play professional basketball, which is, you know, $100,000 more than I'm getting paid to play it at the college level right now. As, yep, certainly true. I, my, my thing is, you know, I think DJ Stewart is a talented scorer. He's just, man, he's small. And I, <laughs> I worry about that at the NBA level, as small and as slight a yep. frame as he is, uh, trying, to, uh, trying to compete at that level. And that's why he's viewed that way by NBA scouts, right? If you're that size and you're a two-guard, you might make it, but there are plenty of guys who don't make it, and that's why you're not going to get the guaranteed millions of the first round in all likelihood. 
Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly going to be uh, be interesting to watch. Also, another uh, you know another hurdle, I guess, technically for uh, for Coach K. So I'm sure this is a day where uh, where Duke fans are already thinking about uh, their futures uh, after Coach K. Now that uh, that Roy Williams has retired, also. Yeah, he's 74 years old, right? So uh, Jim Beheim at 76 right now is the oldest coach in the history of American basketball, meaning both the NBA and the Division One men's college level. Nobody has ever coached at an age older than Bayheim's current 76, and Coach K at 74 is not far behind that. So, you know, because of advances in medicine and nutrition and, you know, getting your hips replaced and your knees replaced, these guys are coaching longer than they used to for the most part. Uh, but, of course, this is a massive transition period for the ACC. I mean, Louisville lost Rick Pitino, a Hall of Famer, not too long ago. Roy Williams steps away from Carolina. Uh, we all know that in the next few years, Jim Beheim and Mike Krzyzewski, whatever year, who knows, but within the next few, they're going to step away. And that is a massive transition for those prominent programs and an enormous transition for the Atlantic Coast Conference as a whole. Yeah, uh, Leonard Hamilton's not, not exactly young, young either. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting few years in the, uh, in the ACC coming off a, uh, a down season. There's uh, there's no question about that. Uh, we've been joined by uh, by David Glenn, formerly of the David Glenn Show, now of ACCSports.com, also uh, The Athletic as well. David, uh, as always, appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to join us today. A lot of fun, Ryan. Always fun to be with you, man. Take care. Again, good stuff from, uh, from David Glenn. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. Uh, make sure you tune back in. Next week we'll have more. We'll get more into the uh, the transfer portal stuff as uh, as the season and some of the uh, the transfers and choices uh, get made going forward, as always, you can get the uh, get the podcast anywhere uh, that you download them: Apple, Spotify. Uh, also, check out Believe.com as well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.